Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti, sitting here with Portland First Selectman woman, Susan Bransfield. Susan, welcome. How are you? Good to be here, Pete. Good to see you. Doing it's well. been a while. Yeah, it's a little while. It has been. Good to so come back. What's, thanks for coming down. What's new in the town of Portland since mm. you and I have seen each other last? Well, there's this uh, virus that's going around that uh, we've been very busy uh, containing yeah. COVID-19. Okay. Um, we have some other things going on too, some road work that's going on. We're improving uh, one of our roads on uh, Maple Road. We did some drainage work. Wow. We put in new sidewalks, which we're real proud of. Excellent. Um, people are enjoying those. And we, we had repaired last season and we're enjoying it this summer. A new road, Spring Street's been replaced. Okay. Um, so a lot of public works projects and uh, effective the 20th of July, okay. we're gonna open a new recreational complex. Really, tell yeah. us about it. We're really proud of that, Pete. Um, it'll include two soccer fields, right. two baseball diamonds for Little League, and it'll also include, and it's I've seen it, it's really nice, a playground for youngsters all the way from very young to about 12 years old. There's a lot of climbing and uh, also stuff for little kids. And then we also have a splash pad. Ah. Um, now that will be a little delayed opening because of COVID-19 circumstances. Yes. Um, but we also have an adult fitness center that will be there outside along a walking track. You can walk around the soccer fields and the baseball diamonds and oh, cool. um, use some fitness equipment that we installed. There's also a bocce court and some horseshoe pits. Very nice. So it's located on Route 17, okay. Gospel Lane in Portland. And uh, I think your viewers will enjoy it if they come up and either watch a game next season. There won't be any games this season. No, no, no. But uh, next season, um, the grass has to mature. Yep. So in some ways, it's worked out well. The grass mm -hmm. um, is still growing in and getting stronger every day. Nice. Um, but we're real excited about that. It's something we've been working probably 20 years to, to get wow. this um, to this point. Nice. So Susan, tell us a little bit about how the COVID has affected the town of Portland and the way you guys run n normal day-to-day -day operations. Well, you know, um, as I'm remembering, Friday the 13th um, mm -hmm. was the day, 13th of March, that our schools decided they would uh, close. Right. And, and the town offices closed, I want to say on the 18th okay. of March and we closed to the public however from that day forward all of the town employees in town hall of course all the police public works mm -hmm. and other departments all of the staff have been working right. so we've been able to service our population very well and uh, at this point um, in July yes. we are still closed to the public except um, if you need to come in make an appointment we can certainly make arrangements to meet people and to meet their needs. Um, so at this point, um, we are being very conservative in our approach to COVID-19. Um, watch the news every day and mm -hmm. other states are having great difficulty. Connecticut's doing pretty well. Yes. Um, before tonight's show, I checked uh, Portland's statistics. Yes. And we showed an increase of two positive cases since okay. last Monday. Okay. So it's a total of 73 positive cases in Portland for COVID-19 mm -hmm. since the start of the counting, which was back in March. Right. And unfortunately, we've had 14 deaths oh, no. 
attributable to COVID-19. Okay. Um, the numbers have remained uh, somewhat stable the last few weeks, but there was an increase of two positive cases, as I said, um, for this week to week. Right. The week before that, um, there were no increases. There's an increase in testing in the area, which Absolutely. is good. And I think it gives a certain comfort level to people to know they can go and get a test right. if they meet certain requirements. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're holding okay, but I think it's because we're wearing masks. Absolutely. We're using the hand sanitizer. Yep. People are washing their hands. Mm -hmm. We're making certain, as we are tonight, um, right. to be more than six feet six apart. Six feet, exactly. And, you know, avoiding crowds, avoiding gatherings that would have too many people mm -hmm. at them because that, of course, increases your chances of contracting Absolutely. the illness. Um, Absolutely. I think if we stick with these uh, regulations and rules, we're going to be a whole lot better off um, than if we don't. Now, what about what's going on, obviously, state on the state level with the Special, I, I believe they might be going in a special session. Yeah, I don't think they've announced the exact date, but okay. I, um, because I'm still active in Connecticut Conference of Municipalities, right. Portland's a member, mm -hmm. as is every other town in Connecticut. We're yes. proud to say we stand together and Absolutely. learn together. And they're going to be looking at making absentee ballots perhaps uh, more readily available to everyone in light of COVID-19 right. for the November oh, election. Oh, gotcha, okay. Um, as you know, there is a primary August 11th, yeah. and registered Democrats and registered Republicans received an application to apply for mm -hmm. uh, absentee ballots for that particular um, ballot um, on August 11th for mm -hmm. the primary. Right. You don't have to vote absentee, right, but, but it is an option for uh, any voter. And COVID-19 is one of the reasons that I know I checked it off uh, yep. and I plan to use my absentee ballot. Yep. It's I a good opportunity too. to see how it, how it works. <laughs> exactly. Um, you can still vote. Uh, the voting in Portland is at our middle school, high school campus. Okay. It's going to be held in the cafeteria of the middle school. Oh, sure. Uh, previously had been in the band room, which is just around the corner from okay. the cafeteria. Um, we have a wonderful town clerk, uh, Ryan Curley. He and our registrar of voters are making certain that voting will be as safe as possible, Absolutely. whether it's absentee or it's in person. Mm -hmm. um, and back to the special legislative session, so they'll talk about that. And I believe the governor also wants them to talk about police accountability in light of some of the racial equity mm -hmm. matters that Absolutely. have uh, um, besieged us for so long. Yeah. And they're looking at various ways that we can improve uh, not only the service, but also the equity available to everyone uh, and make sure that uh, diversity needs are met, uh, training it needs are met. I think they're looking at whether or not body cameras will be on all officers and many, many other things. There's, mm -hmm. I looked at the list, um, there's a, a long list, and I'm certain that while they may be discussed, in a special session, it's difficult to get a lot of things accomplished. Absolutely. Um, it's usually a short window. Yeah. Um, so they'll, they'll be uh, probably focusing on certain aspects of training, which uh, is important. And like, like, you, like, you, like you said, you got your ballot for the primary. Mm -hmm. So did I. 
Yep. I got mine. I got mine. Mine came, I think, Friday, Thursday or Friday of last week. Okay. I, I haven't gotten my ballot yet. Yeah. I, no, I, got, I, have I got my, my form. app, my application. Yeah, I got my, my application, yeah. filled it out. Right. I've, I've voted that way before only a couple times because yep. I'm usually in town when elections are held. Exactly. But, uh, uh, I, th I think it's a good way to, again, be conservative about our approach to disease transmission um, and also be smart about it. Absolutely. Make it available for people and make it convenient and recognize that for some people they feel more comfortable actually attending um, at the voting booth and mm -hmm. that's okay too. Exactly. Now let's talk about the town of Portland and how you guys are involved with CCM. We can we got to talk about our buddy. Sure, Joe DeLong, our executive our director. Yeah, he's uh, in fact he came on our Zoom board of selectmen meeting in the few weeks ago. Okay. And he and Ron Thomas, who is our um, deputy director of CCM, spoke. And the reason I invited oh, them nice. is I wanted to talk about how we can do additional training on racial equity, diversity, sure. and and things of that nature. Absolutely. And they came on and they talked about some training that they're planning to do for all of the state of Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about including all of New England and New York State and working with the National League of Cities. Ah. Um, Connecticut Conference of Municipalities is a member of the National League of Cities. And I think any time you can cooperate with your brother and sister towns, yes. uh, your brother and sister states, mm -hmm. uh, and come forward with some good um, information, training, and the ability for all of us to maybe have some discussions uh, on these very, very important issues that face our communities. I, th I think it'll be good. So uh, Joe is busily working on that training program. Okay. He also held a recent meeting I attended where we had a presentation on zoning. And um, zoning in Connecticut has its, its own approach. Um, there's state that allows zoning laws to occur. Okay. And in each community, as you're familiar, mm -hmm. um, there are planning and or zoning or combined planning and zoning yes, commissions. absolutely. And there are some disparities in the way some of those um, regulations are put forward in some people's minds. Okay. And it's another arena that I think we should take a look at. It's something Portland has looked at. And one thing that I think is attractive um, is the ability to have something called accessory dwellings within houses. Okay. Um, so you have a big house or even a, a modest size house. Mm -hmm. um, within certain rules, you can have an accessory apartment, which would be available for a family member or perhaps someone else that would need an apartment. Right. Something that we are, we changed our zoning on that a while back. Okay. We also looked at certain areas of the town. We have a, a water and sewer and gas lines in our town. Sure. And we are able to have some areas that that we can have more density. And we are working um, with our Elmcrest, which is Brainerd Place, mm -hmm. and fine-tuning some of the zoning that's going to occur there so that we can build, um, it's a 200 apartments that we're looking at oh, that wow. will go in there, along with some other uses, some commercial use, mm -hmm. as well as a coffee shop and a drugstore and things of, of that sort. So um, th that's something that CCM is looking at. Kay. Is there always a better way? Uh, to do things within municipalities and keep up with the times. Right.
How long have you been first elected woman in Portland? Um, since 2003. Okay. So it's been a few years. Wow. Been, uh, 17 years oh I've been first elected. Yeah. And you like it? I do. Yeah. I do. It's a pretty exciting job. It's, uh, <laughs> as I always tell people, no day is the same as the day before. Especially um, now. Yes. <laughs> One of the issues, um, you mentioned what are some of the, the issues going on. Yeah. And actually, our transfer station okay. um, is a... Uh, it's so busy right now. Absolutely. Um, and I was talking to Bob Shea, who's our public works director, and he said, you wouldn't believe how many people were there on the weekend, during the days. Uh, I think a lot of people are cleaning out that garage, maybe oh. the basement or <laughs> oh, the yeah. office. Oh, yeah. um, and they need to bring their things to our transfer station. Uh, we are very proud of our transfer station. We have mm -hmm. uh, very good employees there. And I think people appreciate the ability to recycle as well as get rid of some of their bulky waste oh, and yeah. their household garbage. Absolutely, absolutely. Matter of fact, it's, fun, it's funny you mentioned during the pandemic, you clean out. We, my, my, at my mom and dad's house, we cleaned out. We had a rented, got a dumpster, yep. dumpster rental. Good for you. But then <laughs> after the dumpster was gone, my dad and I took my, took my mom's Honda Pilot three times with cardboard sure. to the transfer station. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, my dad was like, yeah, we don't want to put this in the dumpster because then, then it makes takes up room. And That's right. He's like, let's see, it's like, let's go. It's to, a very, um, you talk okay. about topics that are of importance yeah. and, um, to municipalities. Certainly how we get rid of our waste is yeah, yeah. very important. How do we get rid of it? Um, well, well, there, well there, there, it depends. It depends. It depends. It depends on where you live. It uh -huh. depends on what the state is doing. Right. Um, DEEP, Environmental Protection, sure, is sure. looking at um, the fact that some of our incinerators, the places that the make, burn, yeah, burn and make electricity, yeah, yeah, you know, they're aging, and they have a very short window of life remaining, and okay. there's a big push toward trying to not only find good ways to get rid of your waste, but to yes. reduce waste. Yes. And that's something um, we're going to be looking at whether or not um, and when, we don't know, but right. um, composting is something we'll be looking at. I mm -hmm. think some towns in this area um, may have already done that, um, right. talking with our state rep about how we can reduce waste, um, because it costs money, Pete. It's expensive to get rid of waste. Absolutely. Who is your state rep? Uh, Christy Carpino. Okay. She represents Cromwell and Portland, uh -huh. and she does a fine job. We okay. work together very well. Um, she and I had a mask, mask, yes, <laughs> distribution. Yeah. One of those. Uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> went nice. very well. We did it at our post office. Um, she's also helping with getting some uh, food distribution for our town. Oh, very uh, cool. Later in this month, and we're going to make that available to families. Um, who, uh, you know, everybody needs to eat well. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And, and uh, this uh, dilemma, this COVID-19 issue mm -hmm. has really meant some of our families aren't having the income right. that they did have. Absolutely. So uh, to be able to make food available is absolutely. real important. And I'm sure you know, as being in a small town like Portland, the business, small businesses and your restaurants are affected by this because yes, of they are. what's going on Greatly as well. so, yeah. Although I must say, we've mm. adjusted very well in Portland. Um, 
our restaurants, pretty much all of them have some outdoor seating that Absolutely. I think their customers sure. enjoy. They've had uh, drive-by and pick-up since yep. the beginning, sure. continuing with takeout. And I'll add to yeah. the fact that um, we have three golf courses in Portland. We have six marinas in Portland, and um, none of those had to close during the uh, COVID-19. So really? um, social distancing can and does occur when mm -hmm. you're golfing. No, absolutely. Um, can and does occur when you're on a boat. And yep. uh, certainly here in, in West Brook Clinton area, people are certainly cognizant of that. Boat sales are up, mm -hmm. usage is up. Um, our golf courses have had some of the best months um, uh, in years. And we're very happy that they've been able to, um, to do what they do best. And that's uh, have people outside exercising um, and within social distance, seeing their friends and knowing that uh, we're, all, we're all doing our best under these circumstances. Now, what are your thoughts on Governor, Governor Lamont postponing the phase and then having to basically wait an extra couple of weeks? Yeah, well, I think um, f for some people, they may feel that um, it was a little, a little too conservative. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. No, I think that any time you can practice all of these prevention um, regulations, mm -hmm. rules, uh, customs, yeah. uh, it's becoming a way of of conducting ourselves to make certain that we don't go up and hug and kiss everybody anymore. No, uh, we make sure, as I came to the studio tonight, I had my mask on. Mm -hmm. I yep. keep, I think I keep, I think I keep three in my pocketbook <laughs> and at least two in my car. Exactly. Um, because you never know. You never know. Right. And to be very careful, and as I think our governor is being, it, it's proven oh, that we've stemmed that rise and we certainly intend to keep it that way. Absolutely, yeah, we're, so not, we're, not, we're not going. I think it was wise, just to reduce the numbers of people that gather in groups, um, I think is very smart. And so I 100% agree what he's doing. Let's um, talk, let's, again, let's talk a little bit about reopening the reopening mm -hmm. Portland after the COVID. Right, And yeah. exactly what you what you guys did, let's maybe get into a little bit more of a well, detail. Well, you know, I, um, as I said, the the doors are still closed to the general public right. other than um, by appointments. you got to make an appointment. And we're very, uh, very strict, making sure people wear their masks, mm -hmm. making sure that we have, right outside Town Hall, we have a dispenser for hand, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Yeah. yeah. Um, we remind people, and I remind employees and my friends, just put your arms out. And uh, you each put your arms out, you'll probably be about six right. feet apart or more exactly. from each other. Uh, pretty simple way to keep uh, that disease transmission, of which, you know, the thing that bothers me about this disease is we really don't know the full story exactly. of transmission, uh, mm -hmm. length of life that the, the virus has. Um, I'm thrilled to see that some of the treatments have improved since this whole thing began. Um, we don't know that there'll be a vaccination. We certainly hope that it will be. Mm -hmm. um, but anytime you're in a group gathering, you should be continuing some of these practices. Uh, yeah. um, I, I used to, years ago, I worked in food service. So okay. we recognize how important it is to keep uh, 
out of work and don't go to functions if you're sick or exactly. you're not feeling well. I saw the sign outside your door. Yeah. If you're having any symptoms, just don't go. Stay, stay, stay away home. from me. Right. Be smart. Um, just washing your hands and making sure that um, you wear a face covering. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people in Japan, I know, have been doing this for, for years, ever right. since some of their epidemics that they had. It makes sense that when you're in a, in a unknown large gathering that you wear uh, a mask exactly. and that you practice um, good hygiene. But the reopening, some yes. of those things are not going to go away. You're no. still going to, um, we will still make sure that we make these practices part of our routine. Exactly. And, uh, and we don't know what the timeline is going to look like for going yeah. back to school. No, we don't. No. I work closely with, we have a new superintendent of schools. Okay. His name is Charles Britton. Okay. Um, he just started July 1, 2020. And fortunately, weeks ago. yeah, but yeah. fortunately he was our director of curriculum and technology. So uh -huh. he's uh, very familiar with our community and has served in other capacities in education. He's uh, a brilliant man um, and has a very good approach toward uh, making sure everyone's going to be educated, educated in a safe way mm -hmm. and make sure that the children um, are, are socially as well as emotionally um, attended to. Mm -hmm. uh, the emotional aspects of this COVID-19 are, are huge. Um, and that's another observation that I'll make um, right. as first selectman. We have um, some folks that are able to be very adaptable and they're able to change their habits very easily and mm -hmm. they're flexible. And there's other people that find it very challenging and very difficult and it manifests in certain ways that are difficult for them to cope right. with. Um, and I encourage anyone that's feeling that way that they reach out to either their town hall, see if mm -hmm. they can have somebody to talk to or get some information from exactly. um, and make a, make a referral to help them because it's very common that um, a reaction that you may be feeling um, toward this COVID-19 and you may not even realize why mm -hmm. right. um, but I've talked with many people and been able to put them in touch um, whether it's with uh, with a counselor or it's with a particular department because they're very frustrated not being able to get something done in the right. town exactly. um, but we're there to, to certainly give assistance and give that I think that word of encouragement that we all need. I mean, getting a message from you. It was great to be invited here tonight. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I figured that. Like, I haven't seen Susan in a while, so let's. Yeah. It, it normalizes and says, yes, we can still function and do things absolutely. that we enjoy and, and communicate and be part of our community. Exactly, exactly. And how big of a town is Portland? Uh, about 9,300 people in our town. Okay. We're a small wow. town. Okay. Um, we have a lot of seniors in our town. Um, right. uh, over a quarter of the population is probably over 60. And uh, one of the things that I'm happy to say is that we're going to be starting our rides for seniors to go to particularly doctor's appointments. Sure. So we have a senior van and we are making all the necessary arrangements so that uh, one person will be on the van at a time. and we can arrange those appointments so they'll be able to get to the doctors. 
uh, they call our Waverly Senior Center okay. and make an appointment with Carol or Mary, who's okay. there. Right. And uh, we're also applying for a grant uh -huh. through Community Development Block Grant. We're looking at servicing our seniors um, in a slightly new way. Okay. We've always had some meals, but we're looking to improve our kitchen and get some commercial uh, stove and uh -huh. a good hood and be able to make some meals, some grab-and-go meals, and maybe some sit-down meals when we're able to do that in a safe way. Um, we feel that's a very important aspect to seniors, mm -hmm. and uh, we're also applying for another van so that uh -huh. we'll be able to provide transportation. Cool. Um, yeah, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. There you um, go. All you can do is apply, and if we get the grant, we'll be, we'll be thrilled to be able to nice. serve our community in a new way. Nice. And Obviously, your your is your is the senior center open? Not to no, the general public. Not to the general public no, still. No, they're, they're still, very everybody's still closed. Yep, yep. But again, we're there to help people. We'll be making appointments for rental rebates, and that'll be in August and September. So I invite listeners um, from Portland to call, and also in other towns as well to okay. call and make appointments. Uh, rental rebate is a program to help uh, seniors with a uh, certain income to help them manage their finances and uh, there's an annual recertification process that we go through so it's uh, something we'll be making those appointments for. Tell us a little bit about, little bit about the program. Um, it's uh, open to anyone to apply okay. but um, most of our seniors that already have participated know that they have to do this. Um, I don't know, Pete, the exact income levels, That's okay. but um, they can certainly find out by going to the Senior Center. And then um, they're, uh, they're issued a check okay. to help them um, defray some of the costs associated with their rents. Uh -huh. Now, if people want more information on the Town of Portland, where should they go? Well, you can always go to our website Which if is you have a computer available, www.portlandct.org. It's all okay. one word, portlandct.org. Um, you can call my office. It's 860-342-6715. I also have an email address, which is on our website. Yeah. It's my name, S. Bransfield at portlandct.org. Cool and we'll put you in touch with whatever you might need. Cool. Susan Bransfield, thanks for coming down, and hopefully we'll see you again soon. I hope, I hope we do. It's been a pleasure. It has been. Thanks, Susan. Thanks, Pete. On behalf of Susan Bransfield, I'm Pete Mazzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.